date right now is October 29th, 2018. Uh, it is... It's been the end of a really, really awful week in terms of, like, all the news that's been happening. I mean, just yesterday, um, we all learned about the shooting at Squirrel Hill. And um, a lot of people involved in AP Marvel, uh, we are former students of Carnegie Mellon, so we are all, like, Izzy is, is a current student in Carnegie Mellon. Um, Izzy and Anthony are not in this episode right now. They've been going through a rough time, so I, um, you know, their Twitter handles, I urge you to send them your best wishes, but... Um, that was just like the cap of what's been a really long week. Um, you know, capitalized with, with the bomb threats and the response to that. And then, uh, I think it was Monday where there was this, uh, New York times piece about how, uh, the Trump administration is basically, I guess, uh, through the department of health and human services or whatever, are trying to basically redefine what, uh, like the legal terminology of gender, and feel free to correct me if I get any details wrong, but basically trying to redefine it as um, uh, like the gender that they're assigned at birth, I think is what Based they're trying the to... Based on the genitals that you're born exactly. with. Exactly, yeah. your original birth certificate. Yeah. Uh, there will be DNA testing involved right. if, they get it, if they get their way. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, totally, no. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that, actually. Um, so it's it's been a very... I guess demoralizing week, and you, if you when you go on social media um, with all the like, you know, I, I, you know, the people sitting at this table we are part of and follow a lot of um, people from marginalized communities. So seeing people trying to kind of band together and basically promote visibility, and that's kind of what I want to talk about in this episode of AP Marvel. Um, this is going to be like a lighthearted, like you know, where are the MCU gays episode, but. Um, I think with the current context, I think it's really important to talk about um, just the concept of, of visibility, why it matters, why it matters in media, especially with Marvel being as popular as it is. So, I am your usual host, Chris Compendio. Uh, I have two guests with me, uh, both CMU alum. I'm very happy to have both of them. Uh, Nat, I've been trying to get you <laughs> on this show for a while talking about the subject. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what's up? What do you what do you what do you do in life? Oh, but, I mean, also Laura's gonna <laughs> I think she's gonna t- pick up on that since you do the same thing. But yeah, yeah. tell us about yourself a little. Yeah, I'm Nat. You can find me online at, at Nat Rose with a Z. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much everywhere that has an at on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I officially work in publishing. I do the same thing as Laura, so I'll let Laura talk about that mm-hmm. instead of me because I don't. Okay. Laura, but, yeah. Um, I graduated with an art degree mostly, so I am an aspiring, possibly comic artist. I am also an aspiring, possible game designer. If in terms of like tabletop kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I like making stories. I like telling stories. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Laura Berry is here. I believe. We've mentioned you a couple times, I think. Uh, we had one uh, uh, Betsy Ladezets uh, on the show. Oh yeah, former, <laughs> former guest star. Yes, yeah, Marvel. for the for the science episode, which mm-hmm. was a banger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it we mentioned. I think we mentioned that when we were trying to figure out what the hell this show is going to be called, I think AP Marvel came from your suggestion. I want to say yes. And yeah. today I will rename the show. <laughs> <laughs> AP Marvel. Oh, God damn it! Yeah. Say it right into the microphone. It's good. <laughs> good shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Laura. Uh, you can find me at Lowberry on Twitter. There's nothing much interesting there. Yep. I do publishing stuff during the day and journalism stuff at night mostly. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, of course, you can always find me at Compenderizer. Follow me for all the good stuff. I don't think Nat follows me on Twitter yet. Now that I think about it, no, you don't. I'm really bad at following people. I have too many followers. I have. It's it's hard for me to follow people back. Right. Yeah. They don't tell me they've followed me. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I don't notice. It's 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 like such a strange mind game of like the ratio and all. My my DM that I play games with weekly followed me on Twitter about four months ago and never Uh told me, and I didn't notice until he liked one of my tweets that I was live tweeting our game during our Dungeons and Dragons game and I was like Robert when did you follow me on Twitter he's like in June and I'm just sitting here like you gotta fucking tell me this shit yeah I, I noticed swear? I'm oh absolutely okay. swear like a okay fuck yeah sailor as much as you want yeah there we go um I noticed that my I think a few months ago I noticed that my dad was following me on Twitter. Was, I, mm. Oh no! <laughs> one of my middle school classmates' fathers followed me on Twitter, and I had to soft block him because that was weird. Yeah, no, that's that's the way to do it. I'm like, I'm so sorry, man. All I post about is Final Fantasy lately. Uh-huh. Your son is like promoting his indie films that he's making in yeah. South Hollywood, and I'm yeah. over here talking about how gay I am for Prompto. Yeah, yeah, I definitely relate because Brie Larson follows me on Twitter. What Fear? What? That's not true. I just really, <laughs> I'm just really excited about Captain Jesus. Marvel. Oh my god! Okay. Same. Oh man. Okay, that shook me for a split second, and then it, it all just got to. Anyway, God, stay frosty. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I think we have a, a third guest here. Uh, <laughs> I stuck googly eyes on my chapstick. Yeah. <laughs> That's the third guest. They won't be speaking. Yeah. Also, uh, so, somewhere in the background, uh, Bryn Scherenberg is um, watching us, and I, I invited her to crash the podcast if she ever want, has an opinion on stuff. But um, yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> it's that kind of episode. Yeah. <laughs> Punchy, I think. Yeah. Um, if I, I, I think she said that if we if we somehow mention Teen Titans, that's going to be because we were watching Teen Titans earlier. Good. Uh, we the cartoon. Or the cartoon. Good. The but I was choice. I was telling her about the live action one because I had to. Opinions on sound design. Yeah. If you want to wear these headphones instead of me and yeah. <laughs> still speak louder or something. Um, but yeah, uh, I think <laughs> it's been a long. It's been uh, enough of this banter, but um, anyway, gay people. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, you rang. I think it's fair to say that, and uh, I'm trying very hard to word this carefully because I don't want to like alienate people. Because um, there's a large audience who follows, you know, comics, movies, and TV shows, um, who are not totally like emotionally invested in the in like the the like the idea of representation and visibility and you know I was telling the two of you before we started recording that I I kind of see it as two different groups one who's like in kind of you know in bad faith like you see a lot of like homophobic and transphobic just like you know the whole comic skate bullshit that uh, I've been loosely following but um, I try not to look at yeah no it's disgusting and then of course there's you know there's a there's like the other category I would characterize as like they're asking the same question, but in a different tone where they're, they're actually curious. They actually like they just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's the difference between not knowing and not caring, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. I.e., like, probably, like, parents are <laughs> definitely that. Uh, mm. uh, and did you want to say something about your, your mother, I think? Or, did like, I? how do you, like, oh. how you wanted to... <laughs> yeah, just in terms of, like, moment that I figured out how to, like, explain why representation matters is on my mom's side of the family, I'm Jewish, and Mm -hmm. my mother looks very Jewish, 
she does she's got like the the really big curly dark hair mm-hmm. and she when she she got it when i was trying to tell her like why lgbtq representation matters in media she got what mm-hmm. i was trying to talk about when yeah. she like looked back on her own childhood and realized that princess leia was the first time she'd ever seen a brunette princess with curly mm-hmm. hair and that was something that was very important to her as a kid like growing up and that's when she sort of got what i was talking about of like being able to see yourself in media for the first time right yeah and my mother comes from like a very jewish part of philadelphia she hadn't met an asian person until she came to college kind of sheltered jewish Mm. lifestyle right (laughs) yeah very very insular community kind of a thing so like she grew up surrounded by like cultural judaism Mm-hmm. Not necessarily religious, but like ethnic Judaism. And right. so she's seeing all these people in her life who she knows they're out there and then not seeing that in the media and being told that your body type's wrong, your hair's wrong, your mm-hmm. nose is wrong. And she actually has talked a little bit about like regretting her nose job, mm-hmm. but like, and she had feeling later in life like she was rejecting her culture to look, look more like the standard, like Americanized beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was like a moment where she, a cisgender, straight, white-passing woman, understood what representation meant. Okay. Um, yeah, because there are a lot of um, there are a lot of bad faith actors out there who are like, um, oh, you're only putting these characters into like push your agenda or. Um, I'm pushing my gender. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <I> <laughs> and and people who are like. Um, Oh, um, trying to look at it like a race-blind way or like colorblind way and being like, oh, I don't care what race they are as long as like the story's good or something like that, mm-hmm. which like I guess is yeah. somewhat good intention, but like... The intentions are good, but everybody's still white. Yeah, you're, 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 it's kind of missing the whole yeah. point. People always ask stuff like, oh, why do they have to be gay? Why mm-hmm. do they have to be black? Why do they have to be XYZ? Nobody ever asks, why do they have to be straight? Why do they have to be white? Exactly. That's, that's exactly as valid a question. It's like, why does Captain America have to be a white guy? Mm-hmm. In the comics, he has been a non-white guy a couple of times. Yeah. Or once, at least. Sam Wilson's been Cap in the comics. Yeah, yeah. But then you get, like, the um, attempt to be clever and rebut that with, oh, the what... What if, you know, if they make uh, Black Panther white or something like that? There's a different context <laughs> Yes, it's, yeah. The context is not America being a non-monoculture. Mm-hmm. The context is that the concept of Black Panther was inherently attached to blackness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, specifically, like, like Africa. Yeah, Africa, you know? and African blackness, mm-hmm. and African culture. Yeah. Also, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is so big that mm-hmm. it's very statistically unlikely if the true concern is i want race blindness gender blindness all of this kind of thing that sort of uh i don't know i think that argument falls apart a little in such a large like the marvel creative universe universe is marvel multiverse really if we're talking about the comics is so over scopingly large that it's it yeah should we uh background noise no, we can, okay, we can keep going for a bit. I mean, I think we have another guest. Uh, Raquel could teach us also a guest. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hi, we're podcasting. Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to meal prep. Oh, I'm sorry <laughs> if it's in the background. Ah, we'll make it work. The, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Comics Multiverse mm-hmm. is so 
ridiculously large that mm. the fact that I cannot think of any mainline trans protagonists is kind of fucking ridiculous. Right. I'm not counting Loki because Loki's not human. I'm not counting Zavin because Zavin's not human. Mm-hmm. I love them both, but neither of them are human. Right. You can't you can't always do the aliens are trans. Yeah. You can't yeah. Yeah. only do if that. You're only doing the yeah. oh their gender is non-binary because they're a shape-shifting alien. That's not a human who identifies as trans. That's a little bit different. They have mm-hmm. a different concept of gender. It doesn't mean the same thing to them. If you're doing the you're only asexual characters are aliens or robots fuck off right for example yeah for example fuck off (laughs) yeah i invite you to cordially follow this example and fuck off i i was reading a um i was reading an article that was saying that um someone someone did the the numbers and statistics for like this most recent television season i think it's been like some some sort of high in terms of like queer representation in television so mm-hmm. i think i want to say supergirl has a has a trans yes um, supergirl has a trans superhero mm-hmm. now, oh, awesome which is the first time i've ever heard of that right yeah i was actually about a month or so before that happened i was actively complaining or that's not the right word i was actively complaining that marvel would never put me in a cape hmm I being non-binary, right. trans-masculine individual. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of, um, like, it was, how do I, how do I phrase this? I am so thrilled that Black Panther came out, and I am very sad that I don't get to have something like that, because right. there's no iconic trans superhero the way there's an iconic black superhero. Yeah, yeah. In that same way. There isn't really in DC either. I don't know the name of the superhero off the top Me of my neither. head who's yeah. in Supergirl right yeah. now, who's a trans character. Yeah. I don't know who they I don't know who that is. Yeah, and then Ruby Rose is going to be a yeah. like a, a, a lesbian interpretation of Batwoman, I believe. Um, Good. Yeah. I'm excited about filming, that. Filming that right now. I want to say like the costume picture is already out. Nice. I'll um, have to go look at that. Yeah. There's like there. I can think of like iconic gay and lesbian superheroes. I can think of iconic superheroes of a variety of races. Mm-hmm. I cannot think of a superhero who is trans. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, did we want to say anything like lastly about like the whole to the whole concept of like why does representation why does representation matter specifically? I guess when we're talking about queer visibility, this is like that's a little yeah. tiny conclusion. I guess uh, something about visibility is. Even if you get the character once, mm-hmm. um, there's still kind of a fear of it only being the one time. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. if that one character does not reflect your experience that closely, yeah. it can. I know I get anxious mm-hmm. with like certain like types of lesbian characters where I'm like, no, 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 that's not how it's like at all for me, and right. I don't want everyone to think. Yeah. This yeah. is what it's like. It just makes mm-hmm. me feel a little awkward to think about like my parents watching something like that. Yeah. And that being the way they would understand it. Because even though my parents are nice and stuff, but it's still we probably wouldn't speak about it in terms of the gay experience or yeah. whatever. Like you, you create stigmas with like bad like negative representation. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm still thinking about like when Split came out last year. Um and people kind of thinking back to like like what year did Psycho come out? Like oh, the original yeah. Psycho, because that was nineteen sixties. Yeah, it was like sixty eight. I want to say or something like that. Yeah. And um, like just creating that whole mental health stigma and then seeing yeah. that kind of like reawoken. Yeah, um, it never went away. 
Yeah, it's it's. I've railed against in creative writing classes the people who are like, "Oh no, this character's got a split personality. That's mm-hmm. so edgy. The other yeah. personality is a serial killer." Fuck off. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I slammed the table. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um. I guess in going off of what Laura said about like singular representation, I guess is like a representation is sort of like if you only have one, it's like trying to pass off identity as a monocultural experience, mm-hmm. which is. When you have 8,000-odd, like, white male characters, Mm. white cis straight male characters in the MCU, for example. Because there probably are about 8,000 named cis straight white male characters in the Mm -hmm. MCU if somebody bothered to count them all. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a vast breadth of difference of personality, difference of life experience, attitude, outlook, characterization. You have endless different examples of what it's like to be a cis straight white man Mm -hmm. and if the only trans character you have is for example loki that paints a very 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 specific picture of Mm -hmm. trans characters and most people don't actually even know loki is uh, canonically gender fluid Mm -hmm. so if you only have like five gay characters or for example everybody assumes that okay this is what gay is like Mm -hmm. Or I'm trying to think of like a good example of something where this has happened. Um, I can't think of. See, I can't even think of any like right, examples sure. <laughs> of, of of any of the things I'm trying to talk about because there's so few characters to draw on. Mm-hmm. All the examples I'm coming up with are in anime. Yeah. There's like there's a lot of like really specific like gay stereotypes in anime. Yeah. Where often trans femininity and male homosexuality get conflated and mm-hmm. basically used as the same token, like Onesan stereotype in anime, where it's like either like a very masculinely bodied individual stuffed into a dress and talking with a high voice or predatorily hitting on everybody. Mm-hmm. And that becomes a stereotype standard. And if everybody is seeing that's the that's your impression of if everybody's seeing the exact same thing in every single piece of media and they're only writing the same stereotype over and over instead of presenting a nuanced actual character who just happens to be gay or happens to be trans or whatever, you, if you have no experience with real people in, you, in your life who are gay or whatever, you don't gain a full understanding of gay people as people. Mm-hmm. You gain an understanding of gay people as a stereotype. Right. Um, before we move on, um, were there any, uh, again, kind of talking about like the audience who might be listening to this, um, episode out of curiosity with maybe like not as much knowledge as, you know, obviously yeah. we do about this or are there any like definitions or terms that we feel like we have to clarify on before we move on? Cause like, you know, we use like, yeah. we use the words, like we use the term cis a lot and yeah. some people like I construe think, that as like a slur of yeah, some sort. Yeah, for whatever reason, certain people in certain groups take cisgender as a slur or an insult when it mm-hmm. is not meant to be one at all. It's a, just an opposite qualifier to transgender. If you're cisgender, it just means that you identify with the gender that you were assigned at birth. Mm-hmm. It's it's literally just like not transgender is the definition of cisgender. Right. It's not a slur. It's not meant to insult. It's meant to categorize in the same way we categorize ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, and again, like, I, I'm, I'm hoping that we don't sound like we're talking down to anyone. I think this is, like, meant to yeah. be, like, an educational thing. Yeah, it's informative. Uh, thing. Yeah. Um, okay, you know, so if we... If we were talking down to you, I'd be saying fuck a lot more. Yeah. 
followed by off. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you can Oof. cut that. <laughs> well, I'll figure it out in post. But, um, yeah, so we Clean up talk- in post. <laughs> Clean up in post, producer. <laughs> We, we talked about some, like, recent example. We talked about Supergirl and, like, Batwoman and all those characters. But, like, are there any any standout characters that you can think of that, like, maybe um, stuck out to you as either, like, an extreme positive or an extreme negative representation of what we're talking about? Hmm. Any favorites or, oh my God, <laughs> or the opposite like... of favorite? <laughs> oh, boy. Right? I did not talk about anime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not talk about weeb shit challenge. Go. Mm, yeah. um, okay, I'm gonna get into some slightly different flavored nerddom here with Ooh. a favorite. Mm. But if y'all are into the Dungeons and the Dragons and listen to a different podcast slash Twitch stream, uh, recent Critical Role campaign had for a while the character Molly Mock Tea Leaf who is lovely, played by Taliesin Jaffe, who is a wonderful voice actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Molly Mock is a really queer, flamboyant, tiefling individual, mm-hmm. uh, wears a rainbow of a jacket, flaunts gender stereotypes all over the place, canonically non-binary, uses he, him pronouns. Uh, he's wonderful. And I really appreciated that even if that character is no longer on the show for a reason that is a massive spoiler, so I won't say it. Mm-hmm. Um, really incredible to see a very... Like, like he was flamboyant. Molly is a flamboyant, wild, out-there party character, which is sometimes can come off as like a gay stereotype. But very much not that because you're watching somebody's like D&D campaign where they're a professional voice actor playing a character and they're good at making characters so they make them nuanced and interesting individuals. So Molly was also like an interesting, like very heavily flawed but still inexplicably the moral center of the group for a while. Mm -hmm. Like sort of a... Like if he saw people not getting their money's worth for doing a lot of work, he would like secretly peg, stick money in their pockets and pay them or make sure he made sure to like thank everybody who they interacted with personally and sort of just was like a genuine like positive force for good. He has a quote about having left every town better than he entered it, having left everywhere he'd ever been better than he found it. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of like a, if people have to deal with me is another quote of... This, I think, is Taliesin talking about him. If people have to deal with me anyways, I'm going to make dealing with me a positive experience. And that was a really interesting, nuanced outlook on a character who is unapologetically, unabashedly queer, and I liked that mm-hmm. a lot. Laura, anyone pop up to mind? Uh, well, I have terrible taste. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> I've been watching Riverdale, and... I like like Cheryl I honestly okay we'll talk about this a bit later I'm thinking about it now and I'm noticing that all of the kind of queer characters that I really like are uh, I would say good for me but (laughs) not great for not great for representation oh that's rude Um, my favorite coming out story ever for reference is Mac McDonald in Always Sunny. <laughs> um, oh boy. And I love uh, that bad ship Root and Shaw from Person of Interest, a show that's not that good. Right, but right. I don't even know. I just love it. Hmm. That's how I Okay, do. yeah. Because I... 
you know, I, I can think of a lot of like characters that stick out to me, but a lot of a lot of those characters were like the, those traits were not flaunted, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Like I was playing, the, <laughs> I've been talking about the video game Wander Song. I don't know if either of you have heard of that. It came, it came out for Switch and PC like a few weeks ago. Uh, there will be cooking in the background, by the way. I think it really adds to the ambiance, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of a reply all style Android noise. Yeah, 3D binaural microphones. Bunch of hipsters in, yeah, hipsters in Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a hipster, I'm a weeb goth. Yeah, okay, same. You're a fucking hipster. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm insulted by that. Not by West Coast standards, I'm not. I mean, to give some context, I'm drinking water out of a wine glass right now, so like, it's... You have so many mason jars you I, could be drinking. That's true. That's the yeah, most I, hipster thing you could have yeah. possibly said. Yeah, I know, but I like, there's... <laughs> Anywho, um, Wander Song, like, I didn't even notice until, like, mostly through the game that, um... The, the protagonist, the unnamed bard that you play as, um, it's this game that kind of deconstructs the hero's journey and what it means to be a hero. Um, it's very like exactly good. My aesthetic. It's very good. Um, <laughs> it's for Steven Switch. But anyway, uh, read, my, read, read, read my review for it. But um, I did not notice that the bard uses they, them pronouns until like the end of the game. <laughs> Uh, which is crazy, and like there, it's a song. It's a game about deconstructing the hero's journey. Yeah, the protagonist is a bard who mm-hmm. is non-binary. That's mm-hmm. just me. <laughs> yeah. It's your story, actually. Yes, it, the game actually begins with like you trying to pick up a sword and use a sword, but you you can't physically carry the sword around, so you just start using the power of song to save That's the world. That's such a mood. <laughs> it's a it's such a good game. Um, but like it it, it, it it was all very understated. I, I talked to. Uh, Greg, I forget his last name. I will correct myself in the show notes, but like I, t- I interviewed him last week about because uh, there is the bar and there is this character named Ash who was um, who was also non binary. I literally tweeted at Greg like, "Is Ash non binary?" Because I really love them. I just want to protect them. And then he just t- texted me. He just replied back, "Yeah." <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, and like you know, it was a very under. I, inter- I, inter- I asked him about that, and it was like, and he was just like, "Oh, I, I have." People in my life who are non-binary. It just felt natural to me to like, like just have like fill out the cast of characters with people who like remind you of real people. So it was like this very organic. It wasn't like, there was no one like pushing an agenda or whatever. Yeah. It was just that's I think what representation should be like yeah. is exactly what you just said. He said about filling mm-hmm. your cast of characters with the people that you see and know in real life. And so when I see an entire cast of like straight cisgender white characters i'm like is the, is your life really that yeah homogenous yeah. do you really not know anybody who isn't white who isn't straight you really don't know any like pair of husbands you really don't know any trans people you really don't know any black people your life right. sounds kind of boring so i was you don't get any new opinions that yeah. way uh, shout out to my friend Morgan Muller because they were uh, like low key ranting to me about Ocean's Eight. Oh boy! <laughs> because she was like, "Okay, there are eight women characters in this movie, and none of them are lesbian." Like statistically, we <laughs> are we sure none of them are lesbian? <laughs> we I don't know. I have not seen Ocean's Eight. I don't but, know. Maybe I you know. can say it either. explicitly, so they're not wrong. Yeah. Well, like, well, that's another issue. Like, like being like canonically yeah, queer versus so, like subtext versus. Yeah. Queer coding. Versus saying it in an interview. Yeah. Right. Do either of you want to expand on that? And it's like that that definitely comes up when we're talking about Valkyrie. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I think they have Valkyrie, I love 
been many instances of characters, especially anytime Kate McKinnon plays a character, I always right. try to confirm that they're not going to make Kate McKinnon play a heterosexual because she deserves yeah. so much more. Mm-hmm. She's just like... But in uh, Ghostbusters and also The Spy Who Dumped Me, those are both instances of... Uh, Heavily implied gay. Implying gay or just even in the way that like Kate McKinnon kind of presents herself. Like, you just can't hide... Sometimes you just can't hide the fact that you're, you're gay. massive mm-hmm. lesbian, um, <laughs> for example. But yeah. discussing it in an interview and then not confirming it uh, in the actual text when it would be super easy just to be like, mention an ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally one mm-hmm. line. Yeah. Would be all it took. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I want to say like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom had like a, a single line confirming that like who I thought was the only good character in that fucking movie like what was was lesbian but like they they cut out that one line for no reason what they did with Valkyrie yeah exactly they filmed a scene indicating that she had had a previous relationship with the Mm -hmm. the, I believe the the Valkyrie gal that died for her actually the the yes the the blonde uh, comrade in arms of hers who yeah. like, died fighting Hela. Yeah. And they cut that from the final version. Right. Which is a tragedy as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I, th- I think like Taiga said they like filmed a scene of like her walking out of a bedroom with someone mm. and um, uh, apparently they like replaced it with some expositional scene or something like that. Uh, it's just why I read. But like apparently like Taika and Tessa Thompson like fought to have that scene included. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Marvel or Disney or it's some combination. Marvel's owned but, uh, by Disney, so it was probably Disney. Yeah, yeah. So Given I that they're apparently rewriting parts of the new Mulan movie to make uh-huh. what's his face not come off as accidentally bisexual. Interesting. Yeah, I've heard rumors about that. I haven't seen a whole lot about it because I haven't been personally following it. But every now and then, it graces right. my my newsfeeds. Those those live action Disney movies that they're making, it's just every. <laughs> I can't stop was talking good, about but them. the rest are a fiasco. I've not watched a single one of them, not out of um, any spite or like any protest, but just because I'm, I'm not really interested. Yeah, I have only watched Maleficent because that one yeah. was technically new. That there wasn't a cartoon Maleficent first. Yeah, it, it was it was a new take on Sleeping Beauty, I guess. Mm. But I don't know. I didn't give a goddamn did, about did, Sleeping Beauty to begin <laughs> yeah. with, though. So I was more interested in Maleficent. Did either of you watch Beauty and the Beast? No. Yeah. Okay. I got angry that I'd seen cosplays better than the dress they put her in. Right. So yeah, I, I said I didn't care. I have no investment, but like I, I, I have a, my my friend M Horbeck has been ranting about the costume design in that movie in the longest for the longest time. Um, Josh Gad's character. In that? Is that LeFou? Yes, Le, LeFou. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's that whole shitstorm about oh he has I think they phrased it uh, verbatim, quoting verbatim, an exclusively gay moment. I think, and it's literally just this one moment at the end where like. Everyone's dancing and they change partners, and he, for a split second, you see him dancing with a guy. I think that's literally it. I really love the phrase "exclusively gay." Yeah. It sounds like you're filling the screen. It has to be rainbows. It has, yeah. like, because exclusively gay, like that's kind of an awkward adverb. It's like right. exclusively gay, like confirming this person is not bisexual. He's right. just gay, yeah. or exclusively gay, like the content of that moment. The content is, is just like you cannot witness through. it if yeah. you're heterosexual. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you can't wait. This is your. If you can see it, Emperor's New Clothes. If you can see it, yep. you're gay. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, it caused such a shitstorm because they're like, 
super conservative people who's like, oh, the gay agenda in my movies. I'm not making my kids watch this. And then, you know, on the other side, they're like, you know, the you know the discourse about like oh the, the you know queer coding in older Disney animated films yeah. and you know the fact that it's like in this I mean older Disney's full of a whole lot of landmines of queer coding yeah. and racism and yeah. problematic Oof. everything of yeah. left and right yeah so I don't know why we're trying to compare anything to older Disney because it's going to be worse. <laughs> Yeah, but they Actually. had some really nice hand-drawn backgrounds. Oh, they sure oh, yeah. did. They rotoscoped yeah. everything, too. It yeah. was wow, really nice. Cool. Yeah. There was, like, people who actually did the, like, dancing for... Yeah. I think it was Sleeping Beauty, actually. Okay. Um, Cinderella. I don't remember which. Laura, I want to say that you and Betsy marathoned a bunch of Star Trek movies at some point in recent months. Is that correct? Yes. We watched <laughs> six Star Trek movies. Are we just talking, like, the original series movies or, like... Uh, it was four, five, six, mm-hmm. and then the new ones... One, two, three. Oh, so you saw Beyond then? Yes, okay. I did see Star Trek Beyond, which is the one... Idris with... Elba played a dude, okay, and they okay. were still stuck on a planet. Yeah, but definitely all blended Idris together. Elba was in it? Nobody told me that. They, they put him in heavy makeup is the thing. Oh, okay. Uh, which is another issue, because I feel like that's, <laughs> they've been doing that to a lot of performers of color, but anyway, yeah. that's a different topic. Um, so, Sue had his own exclusively game moment. Yes, he had an exclusively that game like, moment. a lot more, though, because I've seen clips of that, even yeah. if I haven't seen the movie. Like, he's got, like, a husband and a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he has, like, a whole little, like, reunion scene with. Yeah. And for some for some reason, people always forget that Star Trek is literally about inclusivity. Exactly. <laughs> like, even back to the original show's casting, it was about yeah, inclusivity. Yeah, it's, it's a socialist utopia. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I... I read an interview with somebody who was talking about how thrilled they were to see Uhura on the show mm-hmm. for the first time when the original Star Trek aired and having gotten so excited that they went over to their mom like, Mom, there's a black lady on TV and she's not a maid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember whose interview it was. Right, yeah. I feel like that's bad. Was it Mae Jemison, the astronaut? Maybe. I don't well, know. if it's not, then... It's somebody, whoever they mm. were, it was a good interview. We'll throw it in the show notes when we find out later. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. but there, there, there is a bit of discourse between George Takei yeah. and Simon Pegg, because George Takei was like, oh, this is... George I'm... Takei being a gay actor. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was saying, like, oh, this is like not really within like Gene Roddenberry's original vision of Sulu, and he was like kind of against this. Mm-hmm. Simon Pegg responded saying, like, I respectfully disagree. Um, like, he, he, I, I'm hella paraphrasing, but he was basically like... Um, you know, he, he's still the same character. Like it's, it's go, yeah. trying to prove a point that, but you, your your opinion should not change on him just because you now know this thing about him. And also, like if you create a character for the sole purpose of being gay, then that that's like getting exactly. into tokenism, is what he said. Yeah, um, like the if it it, it makes it's a blah, 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 words. Yeah, words are hard. It's um. Nothing changes about Sulu just because now you know Sulu is gay mm-hmm. versus if you make a new character to introduce to this world where there's already all the other characters are the pre-existing characters, right. then you know that they just made this character just to be the gay guy. Yeah, and they do that in comics a lot, right? I think they made, yeah. they, they made Bobby Drake gay, I want to say. Did they? Yeah, and they made uh, they made one of the Green Lanterns, not uh, Hal Jordan, but one of the older ones even, like... They, huh. uh, 
re- retcons him as gay. Interesting. Um, yeah, but uh, Star Trek Beyond was literally a movie about, hey, we have this wonderful space station where there are all these people of different races all living together in unison, and the bad guy's like, oh, I hate how everyone's all together in unison. I'm gonna destroy this place. And, like, <laughs> everyone was like, oh, they, they, like, secretly made, like, a Brexit movie about, oh, like... God. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, a very Star Trek thing to do. Um, also, yeah. that was Whoopi Goldberg, who... That's oh. Star Trek. I knew it was somebody big. Thank yes. you. Guy named so, yes, I don't think Whoopi Goldberg is an astronaut, but she no. fucking could be. But still someone really fucking She could cool. definitely just... Buy yeah. a plane and go to space if she wants. Yeah, yeah. Brief, She's a child. Brief I'd tangent. Accept, I'd accept that. Yeah, I, I was at your Comic Con and for some reason she was the moderator of the Good Omens panel. Oh, neat. Which like I was okay that, with. Like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Is she in it? I don't think so. So that was just confused why she was there. I guess she just really likes the book. I Maybe. don't know. Um, I don't know if I was Neil Gaiman, I would do whatever the fuck I wanted. I get yeah. Big Goldberg for my panels, right? Cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we're getting very off the topic. Yeah. Now. So now that we're over a half an hour in, let's talk about Marvel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, I mean, we've 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 had some aside. Yeah. Yeah. Shady. I mean, we we need this context to talk about yeah. like why because it, it can tell you straight up that the movies have not been doing a good job. No. So. Uh, I'm s- I don't think a single gay character besides Valkyrie in the movies. Yeah, and even so, even so, yeah. Yeah, but it's almost. <laughs> uh, I don't want to get into a J.K. Rowling tangent. Oh, boy. Yeah, so we won't work. talk about that person. <laughs> <laughs> Joe delete, Rowling. Delete, delete. Yeah, but um, we can maybe we'll get that to the end, at the end. But um, uh, there was an interview with the playlist. Uh, Kevin Feige, uh, president of Marvel Studios. Uh, he was asked, like, are we getting a gay by LGBTQ alt character in the MCU? Is this even in the works? Yes. The playlist asks, is that's the answer? Kevin Feige says, yeah, that's the answer. <laughs> playlist says, it's not someone we've seen yet, I'm guessing. Kevin Feige says both. Playlist says, it's like, what, what, both? Feige says, both ones you've seen and ones you haven't seen. No confirmation on who that is. Yes. It's one of those things where they're like, oh, we don't want to spoil it. Yeah. And I've, last time I saw that happen, not to not to vaguely weeb on Maine or shade people on Maine here, but Voltron, mm. excuse me, um, mm. they had a whole panel where they were like, oh, we're going to introduce Shiro's boyfriend or fiance or whatever, and then they like killed him in the episode he showed up in. So I'm well, really afraid, having seen that interview text now, that yeah. that's what they're going to do, is they're going to introduce a gay character and kill them in the movie they show up in. Yeah, you know, like we... <laughs> you know, as you do. Yeah, I feel like bury your gays and marry your gays are also uh, vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, bury your gays being a trope of... Mm-hmm. Stemming from a thing in the 1950s where publication standards were not allowing people to publish works with a happy ending where the characters were queer and happy, mm-hmm. they had to die, break up, something tragic, horrible had to happen to them. It was mostly lesbian pulp fiction, um, but sort of across the board, uh, queer fiction was not allowed to have happy endings because that would present queerness in a positive light. Right. And so that was like a publishing censorship standard from the 50s. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, it's continued on into the modern era as a trope that people are often not even aware that they're falling into the trope of yeah. because they're so attached to like the idea of like, oh, this will be so dramatic and shocking, like in The Hundred, for example. Yeah. 
like right after what's her face? I don't know the name of it. Lexa and Clark is her name Clark. I have no idea. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, right after these two women get together, consummate their relationship, Lexa dies like the right. next day, and that's a trope. Yeah, uh, it's it, a bad trope. It's it's one of the several sins that The Walking Dead has committed. Oh God! Uh, because that. Uh, that that's the last I'll talk about The Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, let's not. I don't know. Uh, even like the, the new Star Trek show did that. Oh, did uh, it? Which and and they tried to be like, oh no 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 no, the the cast members still in season two. Like we're gonna do something with it. it was like, oh great, they're gonna have yes. like tragic like gay ghost story or something like yeah. that. The only way to do this right is to do it the Taz way and resurrect both the lesbians as <laughs> immortal dryads in right. the finale. Yeah. Thanks, Taz. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Moffat kind of did his version of that in the end oh, of his God. Doctor Who run. Where Bill Potts, who I must say is surprisingly a well-written character for the most part, does considering Moffat that's exactly surprising. like she technically dies, but also her spirit lives on with like the her lover, and they explore mm. space together. Interesting. The, the cosmic space lesbian ghosts, and it's like okay, everybody yeah. lives because I'm Yay. Stephen Moffat. So uh, yeah. I actually like Capaldi's last season. I think for all of his sins he sucked the landing but I'm glad he's gone yeah. <laughs> um, yeah yeah so there's this great piece by Heather Alexandra on Kotaku I think the, the I think the uh, title I think the headline's literally just like let queer characters be happy yeah uh, which I'll, I'll like, also put in the show notes it would be more shocking and revolutionary at this point for queer characters to get a happy ending mm-hmm. because we don't ever get that right it's always you gotta die or break up or cheat on each other if we're mm-hmm. gonna start shading Jessica Jones now. Oh yeah. Well um, let's let's start off with I think chronologically, I think Agents of Shield had the first Yeah. I maybe I don't I forget I forget the timeline of I don't like even the remember dates. the name of this character. Joey Gutierrez, I Joey believe. Gutierrez. He I think he showed up in season three or four, three. somewhere in the middle. So, yeah, season three is it like was right when they were beginning the inhumans kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah, there was an outbreak from all yeah. the, the fish oil pills. I'm pretty sure he's yeah. an original what? MC character. There was this whole yeah. thing where, like, this yeah. thing that gave Inhumans their power got disseminated into the water in yeah. the oceans, and so people who were eating fish oil pills became, became Inhumans. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's it's less ridiculous in the show than it's, right? no, it's pretty ridiculous okay, fine. even so in the ridiculous. show. It's yeah. absolutely yeah. wild. I remember seeing that season finale where they like zoomed down through the water, and I was just like, yeah, <laughs> okay, that, that was pretty cheesy. Yeah, um, um, yeah. So I'm pretty sure he's an MCU original character. I don't yeah. think he's in the comics. I don't think he has a code name. I, mean, I, I don't think I don't so. No. Um, he doesn't have a superhero. He's just Joey Gutierrez. Yeah, the, the first scene of season three is like is him. Yeah, like, you see him accidentally melting shit. Right yeah, now. so like everything like in his apartment is ruined. You see like the the shell that he came out of when he went when through Terragenesis, and he's yeah. like walking around the street confused. In Seattle, I'm a this was wild as fuck to me because I'm from Seattle. I recognized where he was. I was like, wait a fuck, that's downtown. Oof, that's shot on location for once. Um, yeah, every now and then they do that, and it's like, hey. Yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, and, um, I recognized so many places they shot on location in Jessica Jones. It's actually kind of oh, unsettling. Yeah, 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 there's a lot of on Bryant Park. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll get subway stations that I come in and out yeah. of every day. But um, I think he was like exclusively a season three character because yeah. he, he he went to this whole plot line where he can't control his power. Yeah, and he then hates what he's become. yeah, and then Shield like helps him get through, and he, he starts to become like an asset to the team, and he yes. <laughs> 
they t- took this normal guy and just made him do like black ops missions for yep. him. Which is um, kind of the Agents of Shield way by that exactly. Point. Like they adopted yeah. Sky out of a van. Yeah, Yo Yo Yo. Yeah, um, Robert Eagles, who's a, I think a good character. I like Yo um, Yo. Yeah, up until the like weird sudden religious subplot thing. Oh happened. sure, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, the thing with Joey is that he just disappeared from the show. So yeah, like, he sort of at a point was like, "Fuck this," and left. Yeah, so he. I think it was a, a verbal mention of an ex-boyfriend in, like, his first episode, yeah. I want to say. And I think the last episode he was in, like... My mind might have made this up, but I feel like there was an episode where he was, like, flirting with the dude, with, like, some unnamed character. I vaguely remember there might have been a flirtation, yeah. but it's been a while since I've watched that season. Yeah, like, seeing seeing <laughs> seeing queer characters, like... like Casually queer. Yeah, and, and like you know, with unnamed characters, and like yeah. usually, well, like the first person they like they see mm-hmm. in the show, you know. Yeah, uh, I've, I've never been really sure how I felt about that. Um, how they kind of that—that's the way yeah. they depict it. Um, yeah. And then you you do see him actually go on a date. Yeah, in his and which really gets interrupted because oh, it's, it's time to go shield. Yeah, yeah, and then this yeah. crazy thing happens with the Inhumans, and he's like, okay, fuck yeah, it, bye. I want to go back to being normal now that I can yeah. control my powers. I'm done. I'm yeah. quitting your super secret organization. Yeah, bye. yeah. So that that was the end of that. Yeah, um, by Joey, at least he got to survive. Yeah, he was not buried. Uh, he was metaphorically, but not physically. <laughs> not yeah, they literally buried. Him, basically. Yeah, sure. Um, it, that's terminology people aren't familiar with. It's sort of the the you you got rid of a character in a way yeah. that is sort of like you you put him on ice. It, literally, what happened to Bucky at the end of the Civil War? <laughs> they literally fridged Bucky. God. Yeah, hasn't he had enough of that? Leave um, Bucky Barnes alone. I know. Uh, Laura, Laura, uh, how recently did you watch season two of Jessica Jones? I feel like you were holding off on binging that and you just, you did recently, is that correct? Yeah, I watched it over the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, any thoughts on Jerry Hogarth in both seasons one and two that you might, Mm. that stand out to you? Um, so Jerry's character, uh, in the notes here it says Jaren Hogarth in the comics. Yeah, um, male character. What, oh, that was I had no yeah. idea that Jerry was a male character in the comics. Right. Um, and to me, at least, I felt like there was novelty of having like this, like I don't know, kind of not so nice, mm-hmm. rich character who's not that likable. I don't know. I guess I appreciate that they don't really try to make her likable. Right. Um, but. Um, yeah, there was that scene in season two. Oh yeah, there is yeah. A, mm, there is a scene in season two where I guess they get high and dance and stuff in yeah. her apartment. She invites some ladies over, mm-hmm. um, and that just—I mean, I guess in the context of the show, she finds out um, that she is terminally ill. I think she has ALS, right? Yes. She kind of goes on a bender. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was going to say, that seems very out of character for season one, Jerry, who is like this cold, calculating, nightmare lawyer bitch. Yeah, Yeah, she kind of like has uh, some emotional vulnerabilities that get kind of taken advantage of in the plot in season Uh two. Um, But I don't know. I didn't think it was like too visually exploitative it was just kind of like oh okay i guess it's happening now and i'm gonna wait for it to be over yeah it's not my favorite favorite thing in the world yeah um because she had kind of a sad scene yeah she she had quite an arc in season one like because she had she was she was going through some sort of divorce i think she was going through a divorce with her 
wife, partner, I don't know if they ever clarified if it was open marriage or a civil union, mm-hmm. um, because she had been trying to get into slash start slash been cheating with already her younger, hotter secretary, also mm-hmm. a woman. Yep. So, nah. There's that. uncomfortable. Yeah, the power dynamic with the age. It's a little bit like, that would be an uncomfortable power dynamic regardless of the gender. It's your boss and a secretary kind of a thing. Yeah, and And age difference too. Age difference. And that's the problem, especially with like representations of gay men, the kind of like age difference thing. That's the thing I I usually see in like negative representations Mm -hmm. of gay men is like young guy in his 20s and like a older guy in his like 50s yeah there's like kind of like like a grooming sort of yeah there's predatory aspect of stereotype Mm -hmm. um and then the narrative like puts you technically speaking on jerry's side because she's jessica's friend and she keeps bailing jessica out right and i felt so bad for her ex-wife yes oh oh my gosh the ex-wife got the Worst possible end of the stick. I don't mm-hmm. even remember her name. I feel bad. In every in every this way. Poor woman. She got thrown on the train tracks, and then one scene, Jessica did, uh, oh, and it, then there was the whole. Yeah, Jessica like threw her into the subway tracks. Death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, death yeah. by a thousand cuts is the awful. And then, absolutely awful. And then the and then the younger girlfriend came in, intervened, mm-hmm. and effectively like like, they, like she killed. Yeah, they the they like, the inadvertently murdered her. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then Jerry Hogarth like pieces out just like hey I'm not gonna help you. Yep. Which is like, <laughs> like they're like it's it's like stacking upon like yeah. so many terrible it was, things. It was just a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Which if this had come after years of other examples of lesbian representation, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would be nearly as pissed about it. But because these are the only major lesbians or lesbians at all in the MCU, this mm-hmm. is that's it. It's yeah. Cheating and murder. Yeah. And torturing someone for divorce papers. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And there's this whole through line. For divorce papers. Yeah. And the, the, the through line of like um, Jerry Hogarth, like trying to exploit the powered people that she knows. And Jerry's lawfully. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like she's she, a lawyer. Yeah. And most she's lawyer not characters nice. are lawfully evil, yeah. which is ridiculous because my DM from the game store is a lawyer and he's chaotic neutral <laughs> for sure yeah i'm afraid of he's no he's great i, I <laughs> okay. love robert he's great yes <laughs> say, say it on the record <laughs> yeah on the record i'm terrified <laughs> but he's great right anyways yeah, yeah trinity from the matrix Jerry. um yeah. that's all I, that's all i can think about her yeah. Uh, she her her plot line in season two was like it was I interesting, mean, but on the surface description here, it's not too sim- too dissimilar from mm. Iron Man two. Oh, which sure. Is interesting, because like basically the same thing. Like self destructive yeah, tendencies. Self destructive yeah. tendencies due to going mm-hmm. through a life threatening, uh-huh. life ending medical crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's literally the plot of Iron Man two. Yeah. But that's something that a we've come to expect out of Tony Stark as a character, <laughs> and yeah. something that we have in general come to expect out of straight men as characters mm-hmm. is that going on a bender, having an orgy, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the way they deal with it—I don't know how they deal with it in Jessica Jones, but like the way they deal with it is fixing it in Iron Man Two. Yeah, there there are some crazy like revenge porn. Yeah, <laughs> She's a very spiteful person. Yeah. When she finds her footing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess I don't know. 
Yeah. Oh. I, I said, like I said, I don't know. I don't have great, I don't have great taste. I think sometimes <laughs> I enjoy, sometimes I enjoy like kind of yeah, quote no. unquote bad queer representation or whatever, yeah. just because yeah, it's no, like, something can... different. And I feel, maybe I just feel worse when they try to do something good and mm-hmm. it doesn't land. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, whatever, lean in. Yeah, no, like, evil yeah. lesbian lawyer. Go for I, it. I agree. Yeah. Like, I liked Jerry as a character in season one. I haven't seen season two yet, mm-hmm. so I'm a little talking out my ass about it. Sure. But so I like her as a character, as a fan. Mm-hmm. I don't like her as a queer person who writes media myself because mm-hmm. In a there's not enough context. out there to counterbalance her. Yeah, that's the that's <laughs> important part of like having people behind the scenes yeah. who are actually queer and like people from marginalized communities. Yeah, which I mean, probably aren't enough to be honest. But, um, no. <laughs> um, on a more positive note, um, I'd say. Um, Carolina and Nico and Runaways. Hell yeah! Yeah, so it was funny. Uh, I don't know if Raquel can hear me, but we used to do the r- r- Runaways recap, and neither of us had noticed the overtones in episode one of Carolina. Like literally, yeah, she goes to a club, but yeah. she like does like a, a drug party. by accident or something, yeah. or on yeah. purpose. I don't remember. And she sees like some ladies like dancing and kissing, and yeah. she's like. Mm. <laughs> that could be me. He's uh, like, yeah, that could be that could be me, but I'm playing. Yeah. Um, and I think what's really significant about that pairing is that, um, you know, they're they're not the first <laughs> they're not the first um, queer characters in the MCU, even though they're like few and far between. But they're they're two like main characters, yes, you know, who are yes. paired together, which I think is it's a different yeah, dynamic. They're protagonists. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll actually, that'll like definitely be a centerpiece, you know, especially moving forward. Um, when, are you having fun with that pumpkin there, Nat? What's going on? <laughs> I just need a fiddle and I don't have like Yeah, that's fair. Thing. Yeah, um, in, in case people have never been able to hear it through the mic and through all of these like 20 so episodes, I always have like, I'm fidgeting with something. Like, I literally have like a fidget, sp- I have the Jeff Garson fidget spinner. I almost brought my Iron Man fidget spinner. <laughs> But I'm mad about it because it's got the the mask of the Iron Man suit in the middle instead of the arc reactor. And oh, I think that's yeah, that would have been cool. Hugely wasted yeah. opportunity. Uh, I kind of want to take it apart and like make the because I've seen ones where they like light up on the spinning yeah. outside parts, and I kind of want to make them like LED little arc reactors in there. Yeah, but I'm not that good of a, an mm-hmm. engineer to do it. Um, Anyways, yeah. So. Um, I want to hear from Nat about um, how the characters are different in the comics, seeing how even if you haven't Someone reread them in a while. Okay, so I, I was wondering which order because I wanted to hear yeah. Laura talk about the show and yeah. then you talk about, well, I, let's talk about which the whoever wants to go first. first and then I'll sure. Yeah. So in the show, uh, Carolina starts out as kind of the standard blonde, popular girl. Uh, she has Scientologist. Kind of, she's yeah. She's <laughs> she's a Scientologist. Also, is a thing. She's not. She's a Scientologist. You she's, can't see the face I'm making. <laughs> But it's 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 oh god. So she does really. She does. So she's the daughter. Cult. Yeah, and this is a story about a cult. Um, Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, she's not casually. This is not casual science. This is not a great representation of Scientology because it was casual. (laughs) I just love how they casually represented Scientology. Like it's a normal Scientology. They like extort and kidnap. It's not. It's not, and that's what happens in this show. Um, So she's the. So Carolina is the daughter, like the kind of good girl daughter of Mm -hmm. a cult leader. and uh, Nico is um, the kind of like the goth edgy girl mm-hmm. um, with her magic staff and uh, they uh, get ready for a party together 
and one of the characters comments on them having like a vibe. Um, and then Nico and Alex um, have maybe not an official relationship, but you know they've kissed. If they have a thing in the comics or not? It's been um, too long. And they didn't really address that at the end of the season um, when Carolina and Nico. Uh, you know, they kiss again mm-hmm. and they seem really happy. So I have a feeling next season we're going to see like drama. They, yeah. You know, like maybe like Alex's feelings were hurt. So we'll see. If I they can do, actually like, speak to that a little bit. Ooh. Having seen like, I, I, I'm only going to say stuff that they said publicly in the panel. Cause I can't talk about yeah. the actual screeners. They sent me, mm-hmm. but like they, they're, they're in the house in season two. And, uh, they, they joke how like Alex, like, Alex's room is, like, below the room that Nico and Carolina are staying in. So, like, ah, that's, uh, uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, it, and, well. like, yeah, without saying what the line was, but, like, they do address that in okay. a, in a scene in episode one, which they showed at, at the panel. Uh, but, yeah, so that's, that's, so, yeah, like, Alex and Nico, like, kind of fell out. Like, they, I keep, they keep getting into arguments with stuff, and I never remember what they're about, <laughs> but that mm-hmm. happened, and then, uh, what was it? It was like some school dance or something where they they hooked up. I think was, was that? it a school dance? Or like I don't a remember. Fundraiser. They were all dressed up nicely. There was yeah. an event. There was an event. and They got dressed up. It was the CW event of the week. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because Gertz and uh, uh, Greg Sulkin. Chase. Chase. Yes. Gert Chase. We get some. Gert Chase. We get Gert yeah. Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Nat is making a. Uh... What you don't like? I don't know Chase what this is. I don't like Chase as a character. <laughs> <laughs> well, anywho, yeah, but and then they have that moment where like they both couples encounter each other after their respective uh, moments, and they're kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, we <laughs> we we were figuring out what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then you know they run away at the end of season one, so that's where they're at, and everything has kind of been like at the end of season one. Yeah. Giant yes. earthquake, next city, LA. <laughs> Yeehaw. My favorite, my favorite. The last shot the of the show, secrets. you see a newspaper, <laughs> and it says, like, big earthquake. Is LA next? And I I'm mean, like, well, fuck, yeah, sure, I guess. California. <laughs> It'll be like 2012 where, like, the entire state just goes underground in a giant hollow hole. There's a movie uh, <laughs> called 10.5, which is a terribly <laughs> unscientific earthquake oh, okay. movie. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about Shannon which... Dre's fault. <laughs> no, that's also bad. But yeah. in 10.5, yeah. the entire state of California gets ripped off the coast by a 10.5 <laughs> yeah. magnitude earthquake, yeah. which if you don't know anything about earthquake magnitudes, they stop That's a big one. Yeah. That's a biggest. big fucker is yeah. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know about science, the technical term is, oh, fuck, this one sucks, guys. This yeah. sucks. <laughs> Oh, yep. Yeah. We're, shit, we're, shit, we're, shit, shit, evacuate. Refer back to our uh, episode Betsy about science in the MCU. Yes. <laughs> is episode Betsy like the official term for the episode she was uh, in? I kind forget, of like I the forget, different character episodes in Final Fantasy. Oh, sure. I, I, I forget the number off the top of my head, so I'm going to say episode yeah. Betsy. Episode Betsy. Yeah. Um, so was that where we say... Oh, oh, did you want to talk about the yeah. comics? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nico and Carolina are not a thing in the comics. I think there's like a complicated situation going on, mm. but at least later in the comics, Carolina has a relationship with the character named Zabin, who is a scroll? I don't remember. It's been a long mm. fucking time. Yeah. Non-human alien individual shapeshifter of non-binary gender um, has at various points presented either male or female. Um, and Carolina being a lesbian 
has a, an issue with any time that Zevin presents masculinely and gets kind of like, like uncomfortably pushy about Zavin only presenting female mm-hmm. and while they're in a relationship. And I don't remember a lot of the details, but it was like uncomfy for me to read as a non-binary person who has dated someone who identifies with a like a, a monosexuality, uh, which is to say somebody who's only attracted to one gender. Mm-hmm. Um, having heard those similar words before from somebody I dated, it's ah, it's unpleasant. I, it's it's weird. It's bad. It's um, I can only imagine. It's, it's it erases an aspect of of somebody's identity to be like, yeah, no, I I totally love you, but only sometimes, only when you look like this, only when you act like this. It's controlling, and it's. Bad. It's it was an uncomfortable representation, so I'm actually kind of nervous and scared about whether or not they're going to put Zevin in the TV show. Yeah, yeah. That also seems to be one of those situations where who is writing this like maybe doesn't re- reflect the reality yeah. because so many lesbians have like yeah, there's a lot of are non-binary or have complicated yeah, relationships exactly. with gender. So yeah, that, I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible and like yeah. hurtful. Yeah, it's a, it, nice it reflects a very non-nuanced view of queerness, mm-hmm. especially given that Zavin is not human, and why should a non-human race or species have human concepts of gender to begin with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not that someone wouldn't do that in real life, actually, yeah. like Carolina acts in the comics, yeah. but it just sounds like... It's like not outside the realm certainly, of but... Yeah, it just certainly sounds like, oh, that would be like a, a kind of... It's emotionally abusive to tell someone that you're not attracted to while you're dating them. Or rather, a lot of my friends, it is not, it's not a great foundation for a relationship to tell the person you're in a relationship with, oh, I'm only attracted to you half the time when you look a specific way. Mm -hmm. Because both the masculinity and the femininity are part of Zavin's identity. Mm -hmm. It's not like they stop being Zavin when they are male. Great. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the plans for for that character is, but yeah, I'm curious. If, I'm curious if like they even know how to like if they would know how to navigate through that. Yeah, um, my hope would be that they just either like what they do with with Nico and Carolina, like write something new into right. the plot. Yeah, is Carolina an alien in the comics? I think so. I believe okay. so. Yeah. yeah, is she an alien in the show, or have we not implied? Really that they they use yeah, the word alien. The implication in season two. is that her powers are of alien origin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like they're related to the cult, the Scientology that she's in. Um, just you know, yeah. we're fidgeting with stuff. <laughs> Stop the table. Table. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, my table's very no, it's interesting. Good. It's oh good. yeah. No, we, we can. We should record here every episode, yes. but um. Um, Anyways. Yeah, but I mean, so <laughs> given the, the context of like, you know, MCU of, of yore, like, was this a good first step at least? I think so. Carolina and Nico? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't I say first step. It's it not wasn't the first, first yeah. step. Yeah. Yeah. And I think but... it's nice that it's kind of in like a show that's for teens. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's, you know, it's, it's hopefully awesome. we get more than, mm-hmm. you know, just Carolina and Nico. But I think um, it's nice. Yeah. Runaways did like kind of a nice job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with more uh, both the Runaways and the Young Avengers are some of the the queerer parts of the MCU. Yeah, I, I've, yeah. I've heard I've heard a lot of people online talking about how they're quote unquote maybe gearing up for Young Avengers because the Ant Man movies have had Cassie Lang in them. 
Yeah. She's a member of the Young Avengers team, but we haven't seen any of the rest of them yet. Yeah, there, but, there have been rumors going around that they cast an older Cassie Lang for Avengers 4 because good. there's going to be some time travel shit in that movie. Yeah, there's know. already going to be time travel shit, yeah. which I'm thrilled about. Yeah. I, this isn't an Infinity War shit podcast, though. Give it to um, me. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, no, if they did Young Avengers, there would be no way to do Young Avengers without queerness because yeah. at least half of them are queer. Mm. Do you, do you, Almost all of them are do you think they would, that that would actually be like a movie? Because I feel like the movie. I prefer have it been... to be a TV show if they okay, did. Okay, yeah. Because the, the weird thing, the weird uh, news that's been going around is that Marvel Studios, not Marvel Television, is making like um, TV shows for Disney's streaming service mm-hmm. about MCU characters. So, like, for the examples that the, I think the Hollywood Reporter uh, had the story. The examples they gave were like a Loki limited series and yeah. a Scarlet Witch limited series, for example. Okay. So and like, be interested where's my in Thor goes grocery shopping <laughs> series? I'd be interested in a Wanda one actually, yeah. given that she got zero character development yeah. and they killed Pietro for no fucking reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I will, I'll say this for the rest of my life: X Men Pietro steals the fucking show, and he's infinitely superior to MCU Pietro. We're talking like Evan Peters versus yeah. Yeah. Evan Peters is yeah. a much better Pietro Maximoff. Yeah, um, sure. I understand why they retconned parts of the backstory away from the Maximoff twins. Legal in nonsense. Age of Ultron, given yeah. the legal nonsense that they didn't own the X Men at that point. But yeah. honestly, if you don't own Magneto and the X Men, why are you introducing his children into the MCU? That's stupid. Uh, I... And even then, you don't need to erase. The whole rest of the backstory being that these two characters are Jewish Romani. Yeah, just oh dear God, just at, at Joss on Twitter and ask, hit him up and be like, I don't want to talk to Joss on Twitter. I want to fight him in the street. Is Joss on Twitter? I thought I he hope left not. Twitter. I think he went back on the. Oh, he came back. I mean, unless he, he unless he we went can't off resist again. the tweets. Um. Yeah. Anyways, did you want to speak? Wait, did you want to talk about the Max Moss in the comics? I forget if you wanted to mention that or was I, I briefly. Mis- I just got into it. A okay, bit, got it. Which yeah. is that they're Magneto's kids, and Magneto is inextricably tied to. He's a Holocaust survivor. Right. He's a Holocaust survivor who marries and has kids with a Romani woman. Mm-hmm. So the Maximoffs are canonically in the comics Jewish Romani, and taking that away from them in the movies makes and, and then having them work for a Nazi organization is awful. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's true. Yeah, these two characters who were Jewish children of a Holocaust survivor in the comics are Hydra tools in the movie. Fuck off with that. Oh my god. I did not put that together until now. Yeah, welcome to ah, it. Ah, okay. Oh, let's calm yeah. down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I was mentioning like the streaming stuff because I'm interested if that's going to be their medium for like like the movie studios form yeah. of like long long form storytelling to have yeah. more opportunities like it's that. It's kind of hard to adapt like longer running comic series right. into a singular movie that doesn't yeah. quite work the same way. Yeah. I honestly don't think they should have done Civil War at this point. They don't yeah, have characters, yeah. they don't have sure. half the characters that were important to to Civil War in the comics. Uh-huh. Spider-Man. They threw Spider-Man in there. They threw Spider-Man in there and ruined his entire stint in Civil War. He switches Mm. sides in the comics. Yeah, yeah. That's like the main... That's half the point. Yeah. There's a whole Young Avengers and Runaways issue of Civil War. Mm -hmm. By issue, I mean like the the book. I don't know. The trade, that's it. There's a whole trade. Yeah, book of they, the Young Avengers and the Runaways in Civil War. Yeah, I, I'm really like I don't like Arrowverse stuff a lot, but I, I'm really envious of them as, as able to like t- 
tie in stuff together because they're all like you know they're yeah. like different shows on like different days of the week and they all mm-hmm. kind of react to each other yeah whereas like everything's like scattered that. amongst networks and movies and stuff like that so yeah, like and different people own different yeah. stuff like Sony owns X-Men and yeah, yeah, they yeah. did own X-Men I think Disney Marvel bought it uh, it, it's a weird deal. It's weird. Yeah. Venom came out. Ven- Venom came Listen out. Listen to our Venom episode. Deadpool came out. <laughs> yeah. The only reason they can get away with making Deadpool is because Disney doesn't own it. Yeah. So I mean, I think... Too. Yeah. I mean, that deal will go through sometime in 2019, but, like, they can't... I don't even think they can, like, write anything, like, X-Men slash Avengers until the yeah. deal is officially through. But yeah. they're, probably, they're probably thinking about it right now. Mm-hmm. And then somebody um, else completely different owns the Fantastic Four, which is why they still suck. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, I'm yeah. fine with that. The fact that Reed yeah. Richards wasn't in Civil War is a huge relief to me because he's part of the reason Civil War was such a fiasco in the comics and also yeah. he's a massive dickwad. And I, I think they already have the Tony Stark character of, like, being I mean, like, oh, yeah. the bird in his mind. Richards and yeah. Stark are, like, science rivals in the comics, yeah. Yeah. to my knowledge. Although... Tony Stark is chaotic, good, slash neutral, and Reed Richards is on the, the, I think, neutral, true neutral, sometimes leaning into the occasional neutral evil tendency, as far as I can tell. He's he's technically a superhero, but also he clones Thor and makes him into a murder machine by accident yep, in Civil War. that happened. It's a real thing that happened. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I also yeah. hate the Fantastic Four because the only woman is the invisible woman. Oh, and wow. That's just a little that's on so the nose. Deep, that's oh my no, God. I mean, wow. That's a, that's a good you got fucking this. point, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little on the nose. Yeah. Bryn Sharonberg, everyone. Bryn Sharonberg on the mic. Mic drop. And she's off. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyways, yeah. there's no queer fantastic wars. Yeah, it's strange because I think, because you're right, like, I think a different company does have the rights. I think, because Fox distributes those movies too, yeah. but there was, like, some other production company that had the rights to it. But when you read that, when you read that um, Disney Fox press re- uh, release, they mentioned Fantastic Four, so it's like, yeah, technically, Fox gonna... owned Fantastic Yeah, Four. and it's, it, it's, it's. And then they remade a shit version of it because they were about to run out on their rights. Yeah, for. that's also why the Andrew Garfield movies of Spider Man yeah. exist. <laughs> and then the, the, the Spider Man things were because Sony still technically owns the rights, but like yeah. they can loan the character the to Spider-Man Marvel. Spider Man movies had some pretty homoerotic tendencies oh, yeah. when they were Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Which, I mean, you're, if you're going to cast Dane DeHaan, <laughs> yeah. you're yeah. going to. Wow, that was a good choice. Yeah. That was a personal attack on me. <laughs> is that similar? I don't remember that character off the top of my head. Um, is that similar to like Kate McKinnon, where it's like, you can't make Not this quite. character... The reason I like Dane DeHaan so much, actually, is because he was in Chronicle. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's yeah. a good movie. Which yeah. I fucking adore Chronicle. Yeah. It's great. It is Akira. He was, yeah, a little but bit. It's very, it's very Akira, yeah. We should, all sit, we should all sit down together and watch Valerian sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I just like Dane Hondra. Yeah, no, I... I if you're going to cast well. somebody as, like, the the charismatic Draco in leather pants kind of type of character, mm-hmm. it's Dane Hondra. Still need to watch Kill Your Darlings at some point, but... Um, it's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're kind of already jumping into, like, my question of, like, what should... What should you know, I think we know what Marvel Television should do. They should just get better writers. Yeah, but in terms well, of like some of their stuff is good. Yeah, season one yeah. Jessica Jones. Season one good. Jessica Jones. Season yeah. one so Daredevil good. really fucking. Yeah, good. yeah. Daredevil season one was great. I can tell you, season three is Daredevil. also fine. Okay, okay. Because season, right. okay, season yeah. two is shit. It's yeah, season I'll, t- I'll tell you about season three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, of course. Yeah. But um, so season two of Daredevil was a fiasco, as far as I'm concerned. I hated it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a mess. The um, Defenders was a mess. I'm going to pretend Iron Fist has not yet been made because it just doesn't exist. Yeah, I will say season two deserves a bronze medal for most improved show, but it's still not that great. (laughs) It's still racist. Yeah, just conceptually. Conceptually. The best thing they did for Iron Fist was matching him up against Luke Cage and Defenders and and letting Luke just tear him apart. Yeah, on on his his privilege. Being a shitty, appropriated white boy. Yeah. Uh, Check out our Luke Cage Iron Fist R.I.P. podcast episode, (laughs) by the way. I still need to finish Luke Cage. It's very atmospheric. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Oh, we also talk about them in the episodes. Great. Okay. Uh, anyway. But um yeah, the Agent of Shield I think has been pretty consistently good. Post mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, I think. Yeah. Um but I in terms of like getting um you know when you when you hire someone to make a kung fu show, do you do you wanna get like someone who actually understands like the culture that the co- that the source material appropriate in the first place? Mm-hmm. Or at least I don't think there's anything about the comics or the context, or do you wanna get the guy who's available and also ruins Dexter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. Uh they got the guy who ruined Dexter. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he after that he um shit all over in humans. Um, no. which is a... Uh, Anyway, we already, I, I already that. had my, yeah, I already had my Scott Buck rant last week, but, um, Goody. yeah. Yeah. Um, but like getting, they do better? yeah, yeah. Um, do it at all. Yeah. <laughs> Put a queer character in your movies on the big screen. Get queer creators, you get know? Get queer like, creators. You got, if you can do it for Black Panther, if you can mm-hmm. get an entirely black crew, director, cast, whatever. And look how awesome it was. And look how amazing it was. Yeah. Ta- Taika. The, block, Ta- the blockbuster, everything. Yeah. It was incredible. It was amazing. Everybody loved it. Everybody. Yeah. Not just black people. Yes. Uh, Taika was adamant about having like indigenous crew members when mm-hmm. they were filming, I think they were filming New Zealand or yeah. like, Australia. I'm like, oh, for uh, Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah exactly. awesome. Yeah. When you get people who are personally involved with the content that you're creating on an emotional level, it's better mm-hmm. because they're invested in it. Yeah, they're and, invested in making it good. And that's why, like, we we, you know, we push back on the criticism of like, oh, why do they have to have a woman direct Wonder Woman? Why do they have to have a woman because direct Captain Marvel? And someone's like, oh, why don't they get a fish to direct Aquaman in, in bad faith or something? Why don't dumb they get a like big that? fish to direct big fish? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, real real criticisms yeah. I see on Twitter on a daily basis. Um, well, but, first of all, they yeah. know why. <laughs> yes, yeah. Second yeah. of all, if they got, like, well, I mean, if Jason Momoa is going to be Aquaman, mm-hmm. if they got somebody from, like, an indigenous heritage or mm-hmm. from, the like, a Polynesian country to direct Aquaman, that would be great, quite frankly. Yeah. 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 So, like, it's like saying... Uh, or, like, what's another example? If they got... Somebody Chinese to fix Iron Fist, for example. Yeah, Although, yeah. Quite well, frankly, the whole premise should be scrapped. Yeah, they 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 absolutely could have reclaimed the whole. They could have pre- taken it all back. Yeah, and instead they just kept making it shitty. Yeah, season one when you want it's a clear rush job. If everything yeah. is first draft and we yeah. only had two days to prep this, <laughs> like yeah. it's like. It's, yeah. it's a goddamn mess. I think um, part of my concern is that there aren't a lot of big-name gay characters or queer characters in the comics that they could make a movie out of in the same way that they're mm-hmm. doing Captain Marvel and right. all of the new heroes that they're introducing, yeah. who I'm blanking out on right now. 
But even if it's not the characters, if it's the creators yeah. and people who don't feel like it's tacked on, quote yeah. unquote, to have mm-hmm. a gay character. Yeah, it's part of the problem those... is that all of the major gay characters and queer characters and LGBT characters in the Marvel comics right now are mostly side characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And or I... side franchises like Young Avengers. Not a lot of people have read Young Avengers. Right. Yeah. It's not a... I wouldn't say it's across the board, but especially in the movies where all the characters get together, like some yeah. more of Age of yeah. Ultron. Kind of, a, I think that might help avoid the kind of like sanitized feeling it sort yeah. of has, where uh-huh. they're like, well, it, they might think oh, it would be distracting if you suddenly referred to a character as they or something, when it really wouldn't be distracting. Yeah, like that kind of rounding mm-hmm. off, like with the Maximoffs, uh, kind of just, mm-hmm. it's not as yeah. difficult or distracting, or you're not going. I don't think you're going to incense as many viewers as you think you will if right. you yeah. suddenly have A lot of people talk about like, the international audience not showing things in certain countries because of certain... Like, what's a fucking... Like, everybody always talks about, like, oh, if Marvel put like, a gay kiss in a movie, then China wouldn't air it and they'd lose a lot of money. And I'm like, it's Disney. It's yeah. Disney. It's Disney. It's just Disney. <laughs> it's Disney. Let's, let's not beat around the bush here. It's Disney doesn't want to make their characters gay. Except for those exclusive moments. Except, Except for those exclusive moments. <laughs> moments. So we're never going to get a Captain Bucky kiss yeah. in canon. Uh, but can you imagine? But can you imagine? I don't even, like, you know, it's I don't even go here. But <laughs> Poe and Finn and, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Disney's I, never going to do it because they, there's this weird thing that happens where they're thinking the same thing that the parents are thinking and the parents are thinking how am I going to explain this to my children as an older cousin as the oldest sibling and the oldest cousin in my family Mm -hmm. I just said hey kids to all of my younger cousins who are now my age down through infancy so 24 through infancy I said hey I've had a boyfriend I've had a girlfriend I don't have a gender and they all said, cool, because they're little kids and they don't have biases formed yet. Kids are not going to ask their parents about gay sex just because they saw two boys kissing. Yeah. Kids don't ask their parents about straight sex when they see the princess kiss the prince at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Why on earth would you think it would be any other way? That's straight people over-sexualizing queerness. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. If the, um, for example, when I came out as trans... That was a thing that went over much better with the younger parts of my family than the older parts of my family because, you know, they're chiller about it. They haven't had 50-odd years to ingrain their biases in. They're just like, oh, okay, Nat used to be this, and now they're something else, and that's just how that is. Kids are much chiller about it. It's like, oh, okay, this is how things are. When you're a little kid, you can much more easily understand... Because, like, you watch fucking Cinderella and she transforms from a, a pauper into a princess. Why would it make any less sense that someone could transform from a boy into a girl or otherwise? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. just want to clarify real quick off of thing that I said, like, spouting out my ass. is It's not that someone used to be a boy and is now a girl or whatever. It's people used to see them as one way and now, mm-hmm. and now they're yeah, who yeah. they really are. I'm yeah. just sort of talking fast and wasn't thinking as well as I should have been. Anyways. Yeah. Um... It's stupid to assume that kids are going to automatically sexualize things. Mm -hmm. Kids don't even know what sex is. Mm -hmm. So the the Disney fear of parents coming in and saying... The Disney fear of losing money because parents don't want to try to explain queerness to their kids. 
is the parent problem. It's a problem of that parental generation over-sexualizing queerness, completely oblivious to the fact that we're pasting naked women all over billboards to sell mm-hmm. things to men. Sorry, I got kind of mad there. Oh, no, that's totally... No, that's that's totally fine. I mean, I, I, I feel a lot of those... Uh, like, a lot of those thoughts as well. Um, I forget what I was about to say. <laughs> uh, is there any way to, like... Like, do we, do we have, like, a cynical view on, like, where they go forward, like Disney Marvel? Because it's... It's, um... Like, I, I, I'm yeah. not expecting... Avengers 4 to have like you know it's gonna be no. Chris Evans's last movie as yeah. Captain America so I'm not gonna expect even with Feige's quote of like oh characters you know or you already know will like yeah. be confirmed and gay if it's but... anybody I'm sure Cap is the most likely quite frankly right. to be bi yeah there's no way Cap's not bi I mean if anybody is going to be queer in the MCU Captain America is my most likely bet right Cap and Bucky, or I don't actually even know. Yeah, it's I I, I don't uh, know because yeah because they keep like J.J. Abrams could be saying oh yeah there's going yeah. to be a gay character in Star Marvel. Wars eventually so um, yeah or Captain Marvel could be yeah I like, don't see why she wouldn't be yeah like th- those are like opportune moments yeah. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. the, it's, really, it's easier it's more easy than it's hard to do this like yeah. But I also don't see them doing well with it because mm. apparently I've heard rumors that they were also trying to put like a background lesbian relationship into Black Panther, and they cut that too. Oh sure, yeah, so, like, with, with the dormilage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and they cut that too in the same way that they cut Valkyrie's scene with yeah. her girl. Yeah. Um, so is... I can see them making some of the Guardians mm-hmm. gay. You can see them making Nebula gay. I'm not sure I like that necessarily because I've seen fan works do it so well that I'd be afraid they would do it badly. (laughs) Right, okay, yeah. Um, But also because that then brings in a bad stereotype of the only lesbian in the main screen Marvel Cinematic Universe movies is the one that's a robot who got tortured Mm -hmm. for her whole life. Yeah. And I wouldn't like that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. fair. Yeah. See, these are things that I've seen explored in such nuanced ways in fan works and derivative works Mm -hmm. that I am so desperately afraid to see what a cis straight white man would do to it Mm -hmm. on the big screen. Right. Yeah, they should. uh, I mean, Marvel at least has like Ryan Coogler and like Taika Waititi. Yeah. Both of them uh, are doing great. You know, Fleck and Bowden are doing Captain Marvel and Mm -hmm. like the Star Wars site. They've all been white dudes, every yep. single one. Um, so it's I don't know different white dudes who are all conflicting with each other's opinions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that that will be for AP Star Wars at some point. Oof, but, um, yeah, like yeah ping pong going back and uh, forth. <laughs> Tennis match from hell. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Mark Hamill's out there like, yeah, if Luke's trans to you, he's trans. If yeah. Luke's gay to you, he's gay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thanks, Mark Hamill. I love you. That's Kathleen Kennedy. Make better hiring decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and stop... And like, they, they keep teasing, oh yeah, there'll be a geek Star Wars character. And like, the same way Faye's teasing, and it's like, I... I don't have hope. Yeah, I feel like we... Laura, do you share the same <laughs> cynical sentiment that we are right now, or... I don't know. <laughs> I hope for X-Men. Yeah. In kind of a more, like, um... I guess, self-centered view of it is... Mm-hmm. 
I feel I don't really feel like anything I see on the screen is going to um, uh, feel like personally revolutionary. I'll probably right. be happy that it's there, but you know, I'll probably just keep enjoying yeah. Yeah. like fan art and like fanfic on Twitter, yeah, yeah. three and stuff. So I still feel Thor like, Bruce. Thor Bruce. You know, I feel like <laughs> I'm just gonna keep enjoying. Thor Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a whole other episode of yourself. What, Thor Bruce? <laughs> I mean, just like yes. fa- fandom in oh, general fandom. and like yeah. pairings yeah. and um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, shipping, <laughs> the whole concept of shipping, which is something that alienates, like, something that I don't know about, so I need you to educate me on yeah. that. Uh, fuck, I don't want to talk about Brian Singer, but. Who the fuck's Brian Singer? Brian Singer um, directed X Men 1, X 2. Um, Days of Future Past and Apocalypse, but he's also like probably a pedophile. Oh God! Um, That's yeah. awful. I didn't know that. Yeah, but, uh, he was supposed to be. Now. He was supposed to be directing. Uh, he was directing Bohemian Rhapsody, and he got fired midway through production because, first of all, like you know, Me Too is happening, so yeah. like I, that motherfucker was probably lowering up. Oh. Um, number two, he was also like disappearing from the set in the series. He was like not showing up to work. Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So. Sounds like another one from a Kickstarter. It's I'm starting a Kickstarter to build a gigantic uh, trebuchet to launch awful men into space. <laughs> yeah, and the, the the crazy part is like so like he is like Brian Singer's a gay man. So he when you watch X two and there's a scene where Bobby Drake is like is is coming out to his family as a yeah. mutant mm-hmm. and like the mother's like. Have you ever tried not being a mutant? Oh my like, God. Yeah, no, like yeah. all of that, and like Charles and Eric feel really exactly, real. yeah, mm-hmm. and that, that's yeah, and, and that's how bright, that's how Singer got Eden McKellen, like yeah. Sir Ian McKellen, to mm-hmm. be a part of that movie yeah. because it, it because like you know the comics were like a civil rights. Yeah, I was uh, Ian McKellen was at the the uh, rally three years ago on Pride Week here in New York City when mm-hmm. marriage equality happened. That was right. one of the wildest experiences yeah. I've ever had because yeah. I got to Snapchat a photo of him to all my friends that said Magneto is legal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so like that that's like the X Men will be like an appropriate like because yeah. of the constant the, 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 the history of X Men. Yeah. The yeah. context of mm-hmm. the X Men being about being marginalized, yeah, just on a number of fronts. just don't get a pedophile director yeah, exactly. who's going to take advantage of his power on aspiring young actors. Yikes. And, yeah, uh, just whoever's directing Deadpool, bring them in. Who's yeah. directing Deadpool? I don't yeah, even the, know. the 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 dude who made two made Atomic Blonde. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I need to watch that still. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, oh, I, no wonder it got gayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he, and he did the first. He, he co-directed the first John Wick. Gotcha. Um, and he's directing the Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Jason Statham Fast and Furious spinoff. Amazing. <laughs> so like, that's fun. Yeah, I think yeah. he he used to be a stunt man. He actually did second. That explains so yeah, much. Yeah, he used to be a he he was actually a second unit director for Civil War. So like okay. he and his John Wick one co director they did like some B footage for Civil War. Gotcha. So like so I think some of the cooler actions also, I would guess is from those two dudes. There was some very um, cool action sequences. Yeah, Civil yeah, War, that's yeah. That's about all I can say. Yeah, the, the Rousseaus do pretty good action, especially well, Winter Soldier. I can talk about Winter Soldier all day, but yeah, um, See. yeah. Oh, um, God, so, my heart. Yeah. <laughs> so any any final thoughts? I think we should uh, wrap this up in the next few minutes. Yeah. Um, final thoughts. Yeah. 
Um, Dean Norio is pretty Dean good. Is yeah, good. Um, I like him. I'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see them take a pre-existing character and say, "Yeah, no, fuck you. This character is gay or bi or something yeah. like that." Um, bi would make more sense at this point than gay, considering they've tried to forcibly pair up almost every, every single <laughs> protagonist. Yeah. Um, but also, it'd be cool to introduce new characters to the movies, make a new movie, and then make a comic based on the movie. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We'll I mean, see what happens. Not. They already have six quadrillion characters. Maybe they don't. Um, yeah. But after the don't fuck next up Young Avengers. Avengers movie, it'll be kind of like a clean slate yeah, in some ways, right? Yeah, will kind of like I actually really do anticipate Young Avengers happening, and I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I'm afraid about it because Young Avengers happened when there was like a natural break and breaking up of the Avengers in mm-hmm. the comics, and they yep. are all sort of tried to pretend to be Avengers. Yeah. So I could I could be down with the Young Avengers happening so long as they did it right. Yeah. And it's hard unless they make it like Titans. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be hard to do it right, considering how bad they fucked up Hawkeye's character. Oh yeah! Ooh, episode two of AP Marvel. <laughs> Just episode. Hawkeye need fixing. Yes. <laughs> and we concluded yes. Yeah, Hawkeye hasn't actually been in the MCU, you guys. I yeah. hope you understand that. Yeah. There is no such thing as Hawkeye in the MCU, Sweet who Jesus. is like a cool schmoozy spy guy yeah, with yeah. a wife and kid. Hawkeye has had four divorces in the comics. <laughs> he should live in an apartment, not a farm. <laughs> Clint Barton drinks coffee out of the pot, is covered in bandages, and steals a dog from the Russian mafia. Clint Barton has three ex-wives who could murder him. Clint Barton is terrible at relationships. He is the least stable Avenger. They should get the John Wick dude to make a Hawkeye movie. <laughs> they should get the Constantine awesome. dude to make Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. Hawkeye and Constantine Keanu Reeves is. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that'll just about wrap it up. Do either of you have anything to... You, uh, you already plugged your social media, so anything else that you want to promote? Anything you want to plug? Any projects? Any Vote. Yeah, vote. Yeah, you can go vote. Um, Please vote. Yeah, yeah. I Please think this will be They're going trying to make me illegal. Are, yeah, oh my god, yeah. Um, yeah, even though the, the world is shit right now, you know, I think having conversations like this, um, yeah. I think uh, putting things to light and like putting things out there is going to help um, hopefully alleviate some of these external fears that we've all been fe- um, having lately. Like, I know I have, yeah. even though I usually don't have this kind of like external existential dread. No, but, I've been um, it. Yeah, climate change and all and whatnot. Yeah, um, we're accelerating the inevitable heat death of the universe yeah, every day. Much. So listen and love each other. You don't know everything that there is to know. Nobody mm-hmm. is an objective point of view. And we should appreciate that. The world Mm -hmm. is so much bigger than we all understand inside our own heads. And if we never talk to anybody who's different from us, we'll never get a fuller understanding of that. Yeah. Yeah. Can I end it with a Shakespeare quote? If you want to, yeah. (laughs) There is more in heaven and earth ratio than is dreamt of in your philosophy. Mm, There you go. Um, Laura, do you have a Shakespeare quote? <laughs> do I have a Shakespeare quote? I don't, but I have I have, I have a zine. Okay. Um, I have a zine called Sapphic Zines. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to sapphiczines.tumblr.com, uh, we're currently in the process of creating work for the zine. We have 40 artists and writers and merchandise designers, um, and pre-orders will open uh, in December, I think. So uh, if you There's like some really gaze in space, yeah, yeah, it should be it should be good, a nice project. Uh, yeah, and then uh, 
like usual, I'll plug our uh, you know Marvel News Desk. We're on Twitter. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, um, a Patreon. Uh, Steve Motter made the awesome jazz track that we use as the theme. Charles Nueva did the logo. Uh, besides that, uh, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Um, the internet sucks, so try to limit your time on that. Make yourself um, a nice cup of tea, take a shower, totally. pile yourself in blankets. Yeah. Uh, subscribe to AP Marvel on iTunes and all your other podcasts. Provide. I said all of this in the wrong order, but... It's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and of course, like, you know, like, with freaking bomb threats in New York City, like, yeah. obviously hitting us close to home. And then, like, of course, what happened in Pittsburgh yesterday. Yeah. So, like, like, obviously, like, best wishes to everyone, like, Stacey. affected... Um, you know, um, Izzy and Anthony are there right now, so mm-hmm. um, just add them something nice. You know, <laughs> like it, it's it's we we can all use a little uh, lifting the spirits. I think. Uh, so yeah, I think that'll be it. We've hit an hour and a half. So Nat, Laura, thank you both so much for coming on here. Thank um, you. Yeah. yeah, they're you know, Brittany and Raquel were also part of this episode, yeah. so I said them as well. The whole party up in here. Yeah, no, I, I kind of like this kind of loose There's almost underground. There's almost our own Avengers. Cool. Oh my god. Well, guys, we gotta go though. <laughs> we're busy. Yeah. Dips on our. Oh yeah. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.